Come on in. Come on. <laughs> Come on in. Welcome, welcome. The slow road to better. Why do we do the slow road to better? Well, we've been lucky where we can talk about it to our our friends, people here at the Stroke Comeback Center, but now then we can tell more people across the world to learn about it. What is the it that we're talking about? Aphasia. Stroke yeah. survivors. TBI people. Life moves on. Inspiration help listeners. That our inspiration of a bridge of hope. I love it. Trying to help each other a lifeline. Part of it also is we started doing it. It's not because we just wanted to tell everyone to see what happened to us. But also we wanted to get better talking ourselves oh, with the phaser. Sure. And we wanted to, one day, it's not going to, the phaser's not leaving it, but we'd like to crush it a little bit. Let's listen in. Listen in. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Good. Pretty good. Hey. Hey. Wonderful. Everybody good? How was your weekend? Decent. Uh, <laughs> not, not going on, not much going on. Not much, I know, still, right? Yeah. All right. Well, mm. for our listeners, we are on our role of special guests, which I love very much. And today we have Carmel with us, who is a wonderful travel agent. And she is going to answer all of the group's questions about how to travel well and how to maybe even deal with, I don't know if we'll get into uh, COVID or not. Anyone is traveling, kind of what the world of travel is now. But first, I wanted everybody to give a sort of a brief introduction of who you are and maybe where you like to travel. And then we're going to have Carmel kind of tell us who she is. And then we'll do some questions. Sound good? Yeah, I'm Kitty. Uh, last November 12, 2018, I was hit by the car. Uh, but it's better. Uh, before, uh, like uh, in uh, October 2018, I was in Nigeria. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, I was adore wedding. Mm -hmm. oh, nice. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Like a like a wedding and photo. Yeah, it's good. And where were you born, Kitty? Uh, I born in Hong Kong. I didn't know you were in. Were you in a wedding in Nigeria? Yeah, mm -hmm, it was wedding. Hmm. Cool. All right. Who's up next? I'll start. Uh, my name is Chris. Um, I got injured nine years or nine and a half, whatever. Uh, I was on the way to a fire meeting on my motorcycle and some guy didn't see me and ran into me. Um, I was in a coma three months and then at national arts me and Baltimore shock trauma 
Um, and then I went to NRH for almost a year. And uh, now I'm living on my own. So, um, and then I really want to go on a cruise. Um, I've done planes, you know, Europe, um, 39 states. So I've never been on a cruise at all. I don't know why, because everyone (laughs) in my family has been at least three or four or more, which is mean. Um, But yeah. All right, I guess I can talk. Um, I'm Pat. Um, I grew up in uh, right here in West Springfield. So I've kind of was here and then so I decided to go join the army instead after college because I wanted to go do more fun than drive around <laughs> around here. And then uh, one, <clears throat> one night I was uh, hanging out in uh, Iraq and uh, Baghdad and I, uh, I ended up getting shot in the head. So then I uh, decided uh, I, I couldn't, I uh, I had gone, went, when I was in the army, I'd gone to some good places, went to Thailand, went to uh, Egypt and like for, went to these places are really cool. I, I got to live in Hawaii for a couple of years when I was in the army. So yeah. And uh, we've gone to a couple cool places. Um, one time we went to go, it was very interesting. I guess we could talk about that one, but we did a cruise and I cannot remember, but we left Man- to Canada, sort of the M- Montreal, Montreal. And we went all the way into uh, uh, Boston. So it was really cool because we stopped every day and we'd go out and we went to all over these places in Canada. And then we stopped in, I can shoot the name of, uh, the one in uh, the U.S. Uh, Maine, such as the H H A R, this great place there, and they had the best lobsters ever. So mm. that was a fun, a really fun trip we had. It's like a a week. So yeah, but yeah, I've uh, I've been coming to Stroke Comic Center, and uh, yeah, we've got to go to some other quite places and stuff. And then we get to tell a story. Most of them are warm, mostly about warm stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm Mike Hayden. I was in the military for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And then I retired. And then I was, um, and then I did a lot of things for about 10 years. And then I had a stroke about two years ago. Uh, now, in the last, before my stroke, I did two times a year on ships, mm-hmm. and I would do lectures in, in that way. And I was very, very good. For example, in one, two, three times, no, not three times, but I was on um, Antarctica, for example. 
for one, two, three months, not months, but um, weeks. Uh, weeks. Thank you. And so that was very, very good. Pardon, do you want us? Do you want to tell us who you are? Yes. We'd love and I just to. want to throw. And I just want to throw in there. And I'm sorry for the listeners if you can hear some pounding. I'm going to talk fast because you know the roofers. Um, as all of our connections are always run through MedStar NRH, that is actually also how I have my connection to Carmel. Her sister-in-law is a speech pathologist. Her name is Peggy. And Peggy and I worked together for a lot of years and is uh, a great friend who I don't get to see as often as I'd like, but that is how I met Carmel. So you know that that's how I, um, every time I need a favor, I, you know, call all the people I know and I harass them into helping me. So that is how um, Carmel got sucked into this as well. All right, I'm going to turn myself off because they're continuing to pound. Okay, Carmel, who are you? All right, thanks, Melissa. And it's great to be here because I love travel and I like to talk about travel and answer questions and help people plan. So this is fun for me today. Um, a little bit about myself. Um, as I mentioned, I just moved to Wilmington, North Carolina from Cleveland, where I lived for 17 years. And um, we finally moved to a place that I love. Cleveland was great for raising my children and family, but um, this feels a little bit more like home for me. So we're getting settled and enjoying it. Um, I've always loved travel and I've had um, opportunities to travel a lot. I've been very fortunate either work or personally. And about six years ago, actually eight years ago, can't believe it's eight years ago, I decided um, I had worked with a couple businesses where I did travel and help plan. I decided to start my own travel agency. Um, and so I did start it in Cleveland. I have about seven associates and we have clients all over the country. Um, and I just love to get to know people and answer questions and help them plan. Um, some are very special family trips. Some are, you know, I want to get away for a week and explore or just rest. So I have, um, I love to get to know everyone and see what's special to them and, and try to help make that happen. So that's really what I do. Um, and if today you have some questions and I don't know, then I'll find out for you and let Melissa know. I mean, I always, I always like to walk away actually with, hmm, I don't know that, you know, cause then it helps me learn something new about travel. Travel is one of those industries that's changing all the time. And this year, especially, <laughs> there's so much unknown and everything I say today will probably be different next week, just with some policies and what's open to travel and things like that. So I do like that, that it's ever changing and I'm ever you know, learning new things, but um, this year has been quite interesting. So I welcome your questions and see what I can answer for you. Mm. Uh, are, right. you, are you inside? in the USA? I am. Um, my business is here in the US, um, so I can work with any US citizens and Canadians, and pretty much I have in the last eight years, um, what's so nice about my agency, if I haven't been there, either one of my associates or colleagues has been, but yes, I'm, my, I now live in Wilmington, and all of us work from home. Mm. 
most of my clients weren't in Cleveland. They were all over the country. So really I can be wherever, um, but yes, I'm mm. here. And I actually, it sounds like many of you are in the DC area. My husband and I lived for 17 years in Washington, DC also, and love that area. I feel like that's mm. home too, because I lived there so long and got married and had my children there. <laughs> um, do you, well, for me, the first one, I, I guess I have questions about going to Ireland, but do you guys mm -hmm. do that much? We do. Um, up until this year, yeah. I would say Ireland and Italy were probably one of the top tours that we did. We do um, tours through vendors, meaning tour companies or cruises, but we also do customized tours. So I've been there several times. Um, I've done... Uh, cruising and I've also toured um, both with family and my husband a couple times. So I know the area. Um, we work with some great Irish tour companies also over there. Oh, I guess I should ask first. Um, but say if you go to a cruise mm -hmm. and you're like you're there for like a week and you, you like get in a bus and you go around, mm -hmm. do they have a place they have for like handicapped people? Well, you know, what's so nice about cruising, since you mentioned that, is cruising is so accessible, it, depending if you're in Europe, the Caribbean, um, even I think you mentioned that cruise that went along the coast of New England, both on the ship they have, if, if someone is in a wheelchair or limited mobility, they really have both cabins and elevators and accessibility to everything on the ship. And then they also have tours that they make available. So depending on what someone needs, if they need a little bit more time or wheelchair, or again, and that's what's so nice about working with the cruising, we can say ahead of time, no, my client needs this and this and we can plan. Um, with tour companies, and I think you were asking, are you asking about tours also or just cruises and their the tours? Tour tours also. Yeah, if you're on a cruise, and you need some special um, accessibility or some special issues, they do address that. There, there might be an excursion that they'll say, this is limited to, or you have to be able to, but most of them they make available to everybody and they'll make that available to you. So I always recommend when I have clients call me and say, what would you recommend to see this part of the world? And here are my limitations or here's how I'd like to tour. Cruising a lot of times is a, is a great way to do it. They really are accommodating and we can pre-plan. Do you know if it's in just like in America or is it just, you know, like you said, like in Italy or Ireland, but when you go anywhere, like this weekend, we went to, um, went to uh, George, sorry, Great Falls to go mm -hmm. have like, a just have lunch or whatever and then we went to go over we wanted to go over to um great falls like the you, you back in the day you should go in there and walk and go see the water and everything it was just Beautiful. you couldn't get in because there was a cop and there's so many people and i'm just wondering is that just because living in right around you know the beltway area or do you is it like is it wherever you go, like on a cruise, and you, you get out and go somewhere for a day or whatever? Is it just so many people, like in the world, do you notice? Yeah, or? yeah. Let, let, me, let me step back and say right now, because in the U.S., we can't travel anywhere else. If you go to a park right now, a national park, 
a beach. Um, those, those are the places the Americans, we are traveling to this summer. And so those are really, national parks have been over, I mean, the high, really high numbers just because um, of that. So you might have experienced that because people aren't traveling. <laughs> yeah. But on the other end, in a normal situation, come summer from June until about August, if you've traveled to Europe, it is going to be very crowded. Um, you know, so again, if you have that flexibility, I always say to my clients, go in April, March, um, you know, May is a great time or September. I used to always travel in September and October because the crowds are less. So again, that's something you want to look at. Right now, specific to our time, a lot of these places are crowded, like the national parks and um, beaches, because that's where we can all go to right now rather than out of the country. But usually summers are, are very, very busy in, in Europe. And crowded. August, yes. August is also. <laughs> that's when Europeans vacation. So that's one of the worst times. So I have a weird question, or I don't know. Obviously, right now, a cruise is not going to happen. But I've never been on a cruise. So uh, if you book on me and... I want a ultimate view okay. and a um, like a seasick area. So like, okay. I guess I've been boating all my life, but I think the center of the boat or is where the most people seasick go, right? Correct. Um, there are different places. Midship is usually recommended. It depends on which ship you're on. I mean, we have um, ships that have 6,000 people on them versus 84. <laughs> so depending on where you're going, and the ship, but most of the time you are right. Um, if I have a client who's concerned about that, I would definitely recommend midship. And if you want to view a balcony, but here's the thing, the larger the ships, um, and again, depending on the sailing and the time of year, it's amazing how little you can feel. I've been on a couple and I, it's funny, the, the sailing I did through New England, up through Montreal that you mentioned, we ran into some really bad weather and that's the worst I've ever felt on a ship. But yes, I'd recommend that, um, you know, midship, we can definitely place you in a place that you're going to feel the least amount. Okay. And then do I wait till I go on the ship to reservation for wheelchair or a scooter or whatever? No, we would do that ahead of time. And um, there's a couple things. They, you can rent them. So they'll have them available for you at the port and for on the ship. Honestly, they make it so accommodating and easy. You know, once you get to the port, what do you need? They'll have it available. What are you bringing? I really like that because then they're very accommodating to what you need for the whole duration. So no, we would do that ahead of time and plan ahead of time. You know, once you make your reservation, 
And then there's a whole, whole department that would reach out and say, you know, what do you need or, you know, help. And there's also rooms that are accommodating for the wheelchair. So we would reserve all of that, obviously, ahead of time. Okay. And then, again, I have not been on a cruise, but I hear that they allow handicap or disabled to not basically sit and watch the video or get the life vest on and everything in the when we ship off is yeah, that they, correct well you know it's interesting that's going to change um Damn. <laughs> yeah, that's going to change. There is a um, muster. You have a certain time. You all have to get together, go Correct. through the bill of safety and the life. But I'm going to tell you, and they're already planning for this. You can't pull all of these people together in one space. No. So they, and every ship's going to do it differently. But now they're mm -hmm. going to probably on your TV screen in the privacy of your room that you watch it and somehow you mark off or check, you know, click off that you've seen it. Because um, before you can imagine there's hundreds of people, <laughs> thousands of people in one area. So um, that whole process is gonna change for everyone. And so for, for your question, I think it's gonna be a lot easier because every, I think we're all gonna be end up doing that in our, our stateroom. Okay, and then uh, obviously you've been on a cruise or two. Uh, like 30, um, 40. <laughs> so is there any thing that the video or a any actual like new stuff besides like on the airplane they say yeah this is the seatbelt and right. the stewardess and you and know, then we don't even yeah. just see it. And so I'm just wondering. That's a really great question because I think there, it's more important on the ship because every single ship is different. Okay. For the most part, every plane is the same. I know they're all a little different. But depending if you're on the 6,000, the 700, the 134, every ship is designed differently. So yeah, it is important, but I, I'm going to tell you, the levels of safety on the ship that's required to bring people on for recreation, I mean, it's very high. So, but yes, I mean, I think it's important that everyone look, you know, watch it, however they're going to do it, but my guess is they're going to do it by video, that they watch it um, so that they know, they know. And again, um, you everybody has the opportunity to individually ask and say, you know, I just have questions about my safety or how to get off the ship or questions like that too. They're, they take that very seriously. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And it is important because it's going to be all different. Even on the same cruise line, every ship is different. So. That's and good. then one other thing, sorry, I apologize. Oh, but I, love I think Back in the day, I probably will book a wild cruise. And now I'm probably not. Mm -hmm. um, but I want like a poker place and 
a scenery, obviously that's given, but how many people do I think is appropriate for me to have a fun time, but not overcrowded? Well, you know, usually I ask someone, you know, where do you want to go? What kind of activities on the ship you want? And you've, you've answered that a little bit. And then off the ship, you know, what do you want to see? And then I'd ask you some questions about if you have any concerns or, you know, some people don't like the 6,000, 5,000, 4,000, 3,000 people on a ship. Um, they like the smaller where there's only like 700, 300. Um, and so, but with that are less activities, less entertainment. So it's those kind of questions. I'd get to know you and see what you want. I have to say though, surprisingly, because I personally like, my husband and I, when we vacation, we like to have less people. <laughs> but surprisingly, I've been on those large ships. They do, especially Royal Caribbean, I'm just gonna tell you, Royal Caribbean, when you get to a large ship, you'll once you're on that ship, you have no idea that there's that many people on the ship. It, it's incredible. Really? Um, yes, I mean, and I purposely have gone on these large ships with my other travel agent friends to say, all right, Let's see how this works because I don't like a lot of people. Right. We've actually thought one time, um, I actually had to ask um, our rep, I said, this ship isn't full, is it? And they're like, no, it's full. I mean, so I'm just telling you, depending on what kind of activities you like, dining, it would really depend on the ship. There are some cruise lines that I'd say probably smaller ships would be better because they don't do larger ships as well. But, you know, again, that's the fun part is getting to know the person, what you want and need and like. And I always say one vacation for one person can be a nightmare for the next person. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. And then that's what's well, so fun. Well, about the, what well, I the, do. the question is how like when I did it, we we'd go and then like we and then in the, like seven o'clock at night, that's where you get the, 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 the dinner and then we'd have like cruisers dancing or whatever they did and then in the morning we'd eat and then we'd stop and then you get off the boat and it was really cool because we went to all these different places mm -hmm. and uh there's only one time when we actually we didn't stop mm -hmm. we just kept going but how does that work i mean in generals or was there some places where they stop every day or there's mm -hmm. some where they just they don't stop you're just like having a party the whole the whole week or <laughs> there no, are. That, that's where I, I i do and i do lectures mm -hmm. okay and yeah. Then, yeah you you don't see anything but i i i do lectures mike which cruise line did you lecture for there there's a lot uh, one uh, a, a guy in New York did that for me, and okay. they would go once a once a year saying, "What do you want to see?" And I'll okay, I'll go one here and one there. And like for example, I I, I right before my stroke, okay, I was there. I was there one two three weeks in um, in Africa. Okay? okay, and all the way up to uh, New York, not New York, but um, 
Europe, Europe, okay? Mm -hmm. And so I was three weeks and that was very, very good. But I, I would do three or four lectures. Okay. And then of course, if I'm outside talking about people, I have to do, talk to people all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so many, many, many times I was going to my office and, and not doing it. Right. Right, because when they see you, they have more questions. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I, um, I'm going to answer your question in just a moment, Pat. Um, I've been on a couple ships where there are incredible lectures and people on board. So when you say that, um, astronauts and, you know, it's been fascinating. So it really depends on what you're looking for. To answer your question, Pat, the ocean cruising you can look at the itinerary. Some people, believe it or not, love sea days. They're called sea days when you're out yeah. to sea. And they'll ask me, I want a lot of sea days. Um, some people like you, Pat, said, and I'm like this, I want to stop someplace new, you know, every morning and explore. So you can really look at the itinerary. There's a combination of both. Another kind of cruise is the river cruise. And there's river cruises in the United States, as you know, in Europe. They're smaller ships because they've got to go through locks. So there's only about 134 people. And they're really accommodating too, in the sense of what you need, um, really customized tours, but every day you stop. And you can imagine going down the rivers, either in France or Germany, or I've done one on the Mississippi. It was fascinating about the history of the United States and music and development. So. Um, those stop every single day. Ocean, it just depends on the itinerary because sometimes they need an ocean day to get to the next island. Yeah, that's um, what they did when I was yeah. in Vancouver. Did, have you ever gone through uh, Panama? I have, yes. But that's when you, you can't get off the boat, right? Yeah, that's, and again, depending if you're going to do the full canal or you're going to do partial. But either way, depending on the itinerary, you are going to have a duration that you're on the ship more than one day. <laughs> I did the partial. So, you, you know, you start in Florida, but some people go the whole way to California. I've had a lot of clients who've done that too, who've done the whole sailing and through the canal. Yeah, I, I did that one time. I was in the army and we were okay. there for a month and uh, I was all like, shit, I can't, it's over by the, the north, the very top of it. Started to see the, the city right there, but we, uh, we were up there all at the top doing stuff there, and you could see all the uh, the water where they came through to shoot. They got names, what those come. Although, what are they called? Whatever, the water. For the locks. The, the locks, oh, yeah. The locks. Okay. And then you see right there, there's a a, uh, a love boat was coming by, and they're just like, huh, I never thought of that. boat. <laughs> because it, it doesn't, it's so skinny back then. They, it's longer now, a couple of years ago, they made it longer, but yeah. uh, it was just like, man, that, that's pretty scary looking boat went through. Yeah, they have widened it so the larger ships can go through, but I've been through where there was um, a sailboat attached to us and going through. So, you know, it doesn't matter size, they can all go through <laughs> and it's very expensive. So, um, so how do you rate like four days or eight days or 10 days for the brand new people? 
you know, again, I'd ask a couple questions, but I'd always recommend at least a week or less for a new person, just because it's different being on a ship and sometimes you like it. And um, so I'd recommend a week or less. Here's the problem with a less, you know, shorter, um, depending again, where you want to go. And I, I, some of the, our conversation, you want to go someplace, when you go only for four days and you leave from Florida, you can't go that far. <laughs> and then you end up with a sea day, maybe one island and back. So I at least recommend a week if you really want to see something. And you okay. know, times you want to see a couple places. So it's hard to get there. Um, of course, you can fly to Puerto Rico and then have a Southern Island. Um, but again, if you leave from Florida, and most of them leave from Florida or Texas, you yeah. want a week where you can see a few things. Okay. Especially if you have the time. Uh, before I was H1B business visa, but now I am a B2 a med or, tra or travel a visa. Uh, what about Hawaii or Wyoming? Um, for you right now, if, if you're asking for right now, and that's mm -hmm. so unique, um, you mentioned Wyoming, you know, you mm -hmm. can definitely travel there. And so many people mm -hmm. are exploring our states, and I am too, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. Hawaii, you could also go to, but I'm going to tell you the you restrictions of Hawaii are changing. So depending oh. on where you're going, I'd want to look at that for you. Um, for a while, you had to test so many days. You had to quarantine two weeks when you got there. Mm -hmm. It wasn't worth going unless you're going for a longer duration. Again, mm -hmm. that has changed though. Um, and I'm, I've been telling all my clients when they call me, let me check today. Because again, honestly, what was the policy yesterday? I mean, Bermuda just changed. Hawaii, but yes, we, we can go to Hawaii, but there's a lot of restrictions. <laughs> where, where, do, where does the, the, uh, the boat, the love boat, where does it go in Hawaii? Um, you know what? Um, there are cruises out of, Norwegian has a cruise, a couple cruise lines, but um, out of California, if you want to go from the States, there are cruises from the States to Hawaii and they do it really well. They'll, they'll tour all the islands. Um, and, or you can fly to Hawaii and there's some cruise ships that go to all the islands, depending on what you want to do. Do they so try to leave do they, from the Do they try to go see all the islands? They do, again, depending on how long, yes. You, you can see two plus islands, depending on you know, which sailing you're doing. I'm trying to remember the name of this one island. It's in Hawaii. It's all the way to the west. It's, it's just the next west of uh, Kauai. And it's like, I don't know, have you ever been there? Do you know? Or? I've been to Hawaii a couple times. I've been to Maui, Kauai. That's called Mi Mihe. Oh, well, there's a lot of islands. Um, it, it starts with I'm, an N? Yeah, I, I lived there for two years, so yeah, okay. Hawaii. But I've heard it's like 90% of the people that live there are Hawaiian. And you're like, yeah. you're kind of not allowed to be there. Yeah, there are definitely a lot of smaller islands, part of the islands that um, I think the cruise ships go to the main tourist islands, to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah, they do. Now, I think, though, if you were interested and you flew into Hawaii, there are smaller local companies would take you to some of the smaller islands, the local islands. Um, but for the more commercial ones, they're going to do the main islands that people seem to know.
But that's interesting. Did you enjoy living in Hawaii? Me? I want to go back now, but my wife said oh. no. <laughs> I always think people who live in Hawaii would never leave. <laughs> the the only problem I went there uh, actually went there last year for two weeks. We were at the Big Island for a month, a week, and then we went to Oahu okay. for a week. Nice. It is just humongous. Then I yeah. I was there more than fifteen years ago, but I mean it was just so. The at least Oahu was just yes. so big now. It's a big city. Yeah, you just had no idea if people were there doing anything. They think you're living there, just homeless, or I don't know. It's just like, wow, man, this place is crazy. Yeah, some of the island, other islands are more remote and quiet and serene. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Pat, I don't know how to say this, but you spell it N I I H A U. That's yeah. the Hawaiian island. I was going to Google it too. <laughs> Well, I've never been there. Talking, I, I mean, here I can. I yeah, that's what I looked at. Of course, I can't say it, but it's. Can you um, say it? It, it, it that's supposedly it's like ninety ninety five percent Hawaiian. Yeah. So I was that's why I was wondering if the cruise would just go for like the day or something. It might. It might. There are some smaller cruise lines that might do that. Not the, not probably the larger ones. Um, I did a cruise on a small ship in Tahiti and we went to a lot of the small islands and this is what reminded me of it, where we'd go on and there'd only be like 300 people living on the island. So we got to really see some very small, quiet islands. Did you ever go to um, like Fiji or? I've not been to Fiji. Hmm, that would be, I guess you'd really so be my, out in the ocean of nowhere. Yes, it is. <laughs> so is Tahiti. Um, yeah. yeah. I get more questions. Anyone else get more questions? Go ahead, Pat. How about when I went and got on the uh, the cruise, um, supposedly we went and there was, um, I wish I could remember the guy's name. His, his name was uh, Michael Smith, I think. And uh, but we were there, but they had like there's like 10 people were there, and it's like for me, there's these people that got uh, hurt in the war, so we got to go for free, and it was great. So every time at night, we go upstairs and just talk like what we were doing that day and how they do tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And the one time they told us, one guy was like, What you should do, and this is you'll feel better in this whole thing, is have a a red apple have you ever heard about that for what a red apple for to, to eat it I, but it makes you feel better on a ship you won't get dizzy oh i don't know that i'm gonna write that one down though i would <laughs> see, see if you've ever heard that because i have all... not and seriously i've had a lot of clients that get nauseous or dizzy oh, yeah. okay but then when we came back and we, we landed or we got to Boston and we got out and we we're right there I'm about to, to just waiting for the, the airplane to come back or to come here. And all of a sudden the dog does, my dog had, was with me, a working dog, and he ran over there and just hid. And we're like, Wilson, what are you doing? And then all of a sudden <laughs> I was like, whoa what the heck is going on and then my wife started getting really so i think it was all after the uh just 
for the the week of being on the cruise and everything. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure we, if the applesauce. Fill up when apple, you. I don't know if the apple red so apple they, work. That's interesting. So were they recommending when you get off the ship? to eat an apple because when you get off a ship, sometimes you do feel like for the day, you'll feel like you're still moving. So did they recommend the apple for when you get off the ship? No, they'd been, the, on the, the, guy, the guy had told me is like, just do it like, like once a day or whatever. I'm gonna look into that. I've never heard that. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know either. That would be great if I tell my clients just to pack a, <laughs> a dozen apples, that, that would be great. Or just, shop there and yeah, have yeah. an apple oh yeah 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 no need to bring them with you we right. um called the buffet the food jammer <laughs> right. that's right. what everybody's doing they're just walking in and like shoveling food so you can, yeah, just pick them up from the food jammer on your way through and then the other one is you know i don't know if you've ever had this this question but have you had people this is just a funny story um have you had people like come to do the get on the cruise to do something and they have like a working dog? Oh yes. Did you ever yes. figure out how to how to uh, for the dog at night the dog has to go to the bathroom? Um, well, on the ships so they'll have an area. <laughs> it's all the way. We were all the way yeah. to the back, yeah, all the way, and then you had to go outside. And so you're just. It was like. The Titanic. You're just kind of like, oh my goodness, where are we? And, uh, and my dog Wilson was just kind of like, he had this thing. Was like, he's a big. He he's like a hundred pounds. He's just a really wow. short dog, and he's just a okay. really strong guy. <laughs> and he, uh, we're like, here we are, and Wilson. This is where you go to the bathroom, and it was like <laughs> ten by eight feet, and yeah. Wilson just stopped, and he was like. He looked at me, he was just staring at me, and he was like, this is not, no, I need to go to somewhere better to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> so every night, we'd have to take him down. My wife yeah. and I would take him down there. Come on, Wells, come on, you can do the bathroom, you can yeah. do it. Yeah, it depends on the ship, but yeah, the, they're usually, like you said, one area and in the back, and um, so it is a, there is a place for that, but it's not necessarily that convenient or that large. <laughs> yeah. It really does depend on the ship. It was just the first time we went out there to go find the place, and then that is funny really though. The poor dog saying, "I don't think so." <laughs> he's he's kind of this uh, he's kind of a um, English Labrador, and he, he's kind Aww. of a snob. So okay, dear dog. You know that's um, Pat. I never thought about that. I mean, it kind of makes sense that they don't want like the dog potty area smack in the middle of, you know, where everybody is doing most of their activities. But a lot of times when people have service dogs, they actually also have limited mobility. So it's a little bit of a catch 22 that the place for the pooch is not conveniently it, located. It, yeah, it was the, um, it wasn't, it was like, it was like the, um, the it wasn't, I forget the name. It was a fake grass, like they mm -hmm, do it for yeah. football or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so you know, yeah. Wilson gets there's no grass. He didn't smell it. So he was just kind of like right away. He was like, "What am I doing? This isn't the right place. Where <laughs> am I here?" Is anybody, um, Carmel? What's going on in the world of cruises? Like, are people actually booking things? Are there things going? First of all, most cruises for the for U.S. citizens right now aren't available. 
They, um, last time I looked, and again, it depends on the cruise line, they are canceled through November, December, January 1st. So I would say every 30 to 60 days we get updates. So right now there aren't any cruising for you now anyways. A lot of my clients are booking for later in 21 and 22 and 23, believe it or not. And here's the funny thing is I've had clients say, I wanna to go to Alaska, for example, in July of 21. And they think, okay, I've called you a year in advance. So many people, because they're frustrated, I can't travel this year, have planned. And so it's hard, things are booking up for 21, I have to tell you, it's surprising. Um, the nice thing about the industry though, first of all, we're this far out. So in most cases, if you put a deposit down and plan something, you can cancel and get your deposit back. But because of our new situation, they're also saying, if you book now, you can book, you can cancel up to 24 hours in advance and get credit for it. And that's unique in the cruise industry, but they're doing that saying, we realize we don't know what next year is going to be like. And for you to plan now, you need that flexibility. So that's good. Some people are comfortable planning far in advance. Some people aren't, you know, I have other clients say, listen, Carmel, I'm going to call you in January. I need to see what's going on in my life. I have other people calling me now and say, book this for 22, <laughs> 21. So um, there are a few cruises, just so you know, that have gone in Europe for Europeans um, and they've put in new protocol for safety and they're making those changes and some have been very successful. But for us right now, there aren't any cruises in the, in the Caribbean for us. We can't, depending on which Caribbean island, we can travel to some of the islands. I have a client going to Jamaica in November, one to Bermuda, but so those are open. Again, the restrictions are depending on when you go, you have to have a COVID test, you know, so many days. You actually have to now pay, most of the islands are now making you pay a fee so that when you get to the island, you have to do another test that's a rapid test and be quarantined for 24 hours. Um, so again, depending on, and some people say, I don't want to deal with all of these additional <laughs> requirements and other people say I want to. So there's a lot going on that's very unique to the industry. And I have colleagues of mine who've been in the industry for 20, 30 years, and they have never experienced this. I've had only my own travel agency for, for eight years. I've been in the industry indirectly longer and you know, it's just, we're taking it day by day and um, trying to update people as it comes. So, you know, right now you can't cruise. Next year, I think you will be able to. Would I go? It depends on the cruise line, the size and where we are in life with vaccines and everything else going on. I love to explore the world and there's a lot of ways to do it. I don't know, you know, it just depends. There's a lot of people cru cruising though. I can tell you that I have clients booking a lot for 21. Any words of wisdom oh. for getting through TSA for people with dogs, wheelchairs, shrapnel, braces? Well, I know for a lot of my clients, you know, depending on their situation, they will have some sort of, and I don't have the, again, it depends on what it is, but the, a medical form to say, you know, I have whatever, so that when they go through TSA and it sounds off, you don't have to do that second evaluation where they pull you aside. That helps. I know a lot of my clients have where they're pre-approved so that they go through the shorter line 
Um, some will go and register for clear or something like that, which actually is the shortest line. I think it's $75 a year, but they travel so much and they say, you know, I'm just going to, I can get through a lot easier. I've got my medical form. I put down my thumb and they take me right through. So those are some hints that I have my clients that have done just to get through. Otherwise, if you go through and something's detected, as you know, they'll pull you aside and they'll do the wand. So some people will carry, you know, I have a hip or whatever the situation is so that it shows, you know, why that went off. And that helps the second screening is my point. They, uh, without I, it. <laughs> I pretty much, they make me get naked and slip me, look me down up and down when I do it. I know. That is, I know. I'm, just, I'm just like, all right, just take it over. What do you want to do with me? Pat, do you have uh, TSA or whatever? Yeah, I, I, okay. I got the I got the number and everything. So I'm but, just like, because me personally, it's different. I got I got shrapnel still right. in my body, so I got to wear my brain. Will, will I uh, possibly my seizure? What about your seizures? Uh, like a, uh, like a travel. Like, were well, you asking about cautious? Yeah, cautious. You just, for me personally, you just, you go and have a good time. <laughs> okay. You're just gonna, you, you, you're just gonna think about it, worry about it, but mm. I tried not to sit around and just think of, worry about it too much. Like okay. me personally, I like um, the doctor told me that there's no reason for me to drink anymore. And, he, and I had more beer than I could ever remember the first 20 years. And then, <laughs> and then, and then after I got hurt, I'm just like, all right, I'd rather have no big deal. I just want to have beer anymore, you know? So I'd rather, number one, I'd rather just not have or a seizure wine or yep. cocktails. <laughs> yeah, so when you're flying in your first class, Kitty, I think the point is don't take the hostess up on the free cocktails. Okay. That might help. Understood. <laughs> Just ginger ale. <laughs> I got a question about the, uh, the TSA. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but I can tell you because I did it. I went flying in February. I guess I did it in the beginning of uh, March. The um, they changed the way it is now. So like, if you go to an airplane and you're bringing your dog with you, you need to call them like a week before, and then they'll be like, "Okay, call us. We'll call you in two days." So it's more like, because they found out and they took forever, but they found out, okay, there's too many people up bringing all these animals that don't matter they're not helping so now they're actually you know doing the whole thing so i had to do that with wilson yeah they have and i've always done that with my clients i call ahead and let them know and we, we try to select a seat that's accommodating depending on so yeah that is um but you're correct i think and i don't know when it was pat but they did make it more strict because people were who people were bringing on a lot of animals that necessarily weren't needed in that capacity. So they, they do have the phone call and the pre-register and things like that. And again, 
I don't think that has changed. I can tell you I've flown a couple times since the COVID-9 and um, everyone has a mask on, a lot of pre-screening. Um, I've had some flights where there's only 10 people on the airplane and I've been on some planes where there's probably two thirds capacity. And most of the airports I've been through have been pretty quiet, except I've noticed from my clients in the last week or so, it's really picked up in the airports. So I've been to a couple hotels and most of them now have a pre-screening where they clean the room and then they seal it so that when you get to the room, it's sealed so you know it's been cleaned. They also won't do housekeeping while you're there. Um, so if you're there for three days, they don't come back into the room until you leave. Unless you can always ask for tiles or other things, but they won't come into the room until you leave. Yeah. So those are the only few things I've done. I've done hotels and air and I can already see the additional safety that they're putting into place. Some airlines are doing better than others. I'll be honest. Um, some airlines are filling every single seat. So they're not social distancing on the plane. Other airlines are really spacing people out and just crossing those seats off. They're not selling those seats. So um, unfortunately, there's not a requirement right now. So it's more which airline is, which airline's doing it a little more safer than others. But is there a way for people to figure that out? Um, again, I, I'm going to tell you because I feel like this is information you should know. So I feel very comfortable telling you. And again, what I'm telling you today is going to change because I've noticed in the last couple of weeks, airlines are changing it because like you said, Melissa, they'll probably notice that not enough people are on, the, on those because of, you know, because of the reputation. But right now, Frontier and Delta are seat right now seem to be taking on more precautions and blocking off seats. Southwest was also, um, but I'm gonna tell you, it's changing. I really have to check every week what, who's doing what, and it depends on where you're flying, from which place to which air, airport. So there's not a standard. I mean, I can't tell you every single Delta flight is like that, but the ones I've been checking for my clients, they definitely have blocked off seats, only so much capacity. Southwest started that where they weren't, you, you could actually go online and try to reserve a seat, not with Southwest. Um, it was when you get on, they do that. Um, it was, I think it was Delta, the, the seat was blocked off, there was an X through it. So you could see that they were blocking off all the middle seats. Um, I just had a client on United, every seat was booked. Uh, middle included. So it just really depends. But Sounds like the moral of the story is it changes every day. Make lots yes. of, you know, make lots of calls. It does anyways, but I'm going to tell you this year, it's unbelievable from one day to the next I get, because I get alerts from the industry daily and I'm so surprised the change within 24 hours. Yes. <laughs> So, but, you know, this is unique to them, too. So they're trying to be accommodating. So they're changing accordingly. So, so okay. let's say I have a kid and a wife or a girlfriend, whatever. There's three mm -hmm. of us. Is that because there's middle and an aisle, but no seat there? You have to call or do you have like if, to yeah you want to put your kid in the middle seat is that what you're saying yeah 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 good question again depending on the airline some of them you could put all three of you so you are together if you notice that that's blocked off you could call and they would accommodate that because you're all 
line as one. Exactly. Yes. Yes, okay. Absolutely. Thank you. But, all right, so Carmel, thank you so, so oh, much. Thank you. It was so thank nice to you. For the listeners, I'm going to, um, when I post our podcast on our Facebook page, I'll put the link to Carmel's uh, travel agency in the comments so people can find you. And maybe okay. we can. Tom, if you have questions, email me. I'd love, love to answer questions. So that's good too. All right, so with that, we are going to wrap it up on this episode of The Slow Road to Better. Better. <laughs> Our lawyers made us say this. Disclaimers. What about disclaimers? Your opinion, the group opinion is not valid. Well, it is, but it's valid, but I'm having a disclaimer so that we don't get in trouble. Yes. Doctors. Doctors. Who's doctor? There's. Um, they. They. Their doctor. Yes. All right. Yes. So if people hear something on this podcast, you should ask your doctor. Doctor. Amen.